Fiona Fox wiped her condensed breath from the window of the lookout station and leaned on her crossed arms, straining for sight of the Lady Daphna. Beside her, the lamp flashed out its morse-coded message to the forty-foot lifeboat, fighting the tide, in pursuit of the floundering cargo ship. Vessel rounded headland south. A moment later, the lifeboat's own lamp signalled back, and Fiona's practised eyes decoded it. The Daphna would change direction and follow the path of the stricken ship to pick up any survivors. Since October, the coast had been battered by wind and rain that surpassed even their usual ferocity, and today was no different. The sky seemed to skim the surface of the sea like a lowering grey blanket, and the rolling, heavy water dragged it down until the two became one. December rain lashed at the window of the lookout and dripped through the leaking roof, but Fiona remained in her place while the Coast Guard tracked the lifeboat's progress with the telescope. As usual, he'd forgotten she was even there, which suited Fiona perfectly. She'd arrived today just after the call had come down from the lookout station and had immediately joined Geoffrey Glasson the coxswain in rousing the seagoing crew, running from house to house, knocking on doors and yelling through letterboxes before returning to the station with eight men at their heels, along with the women, wives, sisters and daughters, who formed the willing shore crew. She had watched with envy as Glasson pulled his oilskin over his head. Can I come out this time? Glasson's head popped out of the oilskin and he wrestled his beefy arms through the sleeve holes. Not in a month or Sunday's made. Anyone joins us today, it'll be Barry. He'd nodded at the retired helmsman, who still spent most of his days here, then held out his arms, and Fiona had sighed, unsurprised, and slipped a cork life jacket over them. She'd left him to secure it, then hurried down the slipway to assist with the launch itself. It never failed to thrill her, watching the Lady Daphna's bow plunge from the slipway into the water. And when the tide was high, as it was today, the spray drenched everyone within shouting distance. Icy water had soaked her from head to toe as the petrol engine coughed into life, and she'd watched, her heart in her mouth, as always, until the lifeboat had stopped rocking and begun powering through the waves. At just sixteen, and the youngest of the women who supported the boat, she was often given the grunt work to do, cleaning and sweeping puddles of water from the station fetching water to boil for hot drinks, and picking up and rehanging oilskins that were often dropped where they were shed. She didn't usually mind it in the least, and for a few minutes today she'd contentedly helped Barry Hicks recoil the heavy wet ropes before growing impatient to see what was happening at the sharp end. She'd taken a quick look at the others, to check she'd not be missed, and run up here to the lookout to watch Pasco Penberthy communicating with the Lady Daphna. She could have watched for hours as the Morse code flickered between them. It was like magic. The latest information sent, Pasco seized the telescope mounted in the wall at the front of the lookout station and swung it towards the jutting headland. Them away, he muttered. Good luck to them. Pasco jumped and turned to her. What are you still doing here, miss? They want you down there sharpish and ready. And fetch Tom Roll, just in case. Go on. He made a little shooing gesture, and Fiona grinned. All right, I'm going. But can I come back after? You'll be bored. Better off running back home to your posh hotel.
Fiona gave him a look he clearly recognised because he winked and deliberately turned his back on her to forestall further conversation. She stepped back outside and pulled her sou'wester lower as she turned into the bitter wind and hurried across to Dr. Rowe's house. By the time she was at the door, he already had his bag in hand and was dismissing the two patients who were waiting to see him. Saw the signal, he said grimly. Had a feeling I'd be called today. He strode away towards the station, leaving her to hurry after him. Rain drenched the rough path down to the beach, and as she splashed through puddles, Fiona blinked away the drops that ran into her eyes and blew them off the tip of her nose. But instead of taking up her place in the shelter of the station, she went straight past and onto the beach, ignoring the exasperated shouts of the women who watched her pass. Since they were all volunteers, the only person Fiona answered to was Mr. Glasson, and he was out with the boat, so let them shout.